almighty people of the most high and magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, not coming to bring you a word today straight out of the word of God, and also a word that's heavy on my heart. It's a word of encouragement, coupled with a word of wisdom and warning for this day and hour. I wanted to share with you some things that developed over the last three weeks to a month um, and then finally came to a head yesterday. Yesterday was an interesting day for me. Um, Please hear me out. I have a couple of stories to share and a couple of testimonies and I'm going to be reading out of 1 Kings 17. 10 through 16, if you'd like to follow along in your Bible. Before I start, I'd like to pray over this podcast. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and I ask that you would open my mouth and that you would shut my mouth according to your will and purpose over every soul listening. Lord God, I ask that you would guide my mind with wisdom and every person listening to this, that you would guide them in perfect peace and wisdom. And that according to your will and what you specifically have planned for them during this time, that they would listen to your instructions, Lord God. Thank you, Father, and each and every one of us, Lord, that we would hear you and that we would pay heed to every word that proceeds out of your mouth because it is our daily bread. Thank you, Lord. Amen. There's a reason I pray it like that. I think some of you already know where I'm going to go with this today. <clears throat> um, you know, we, have, we are watching right now um, in real time the meltdown of our country and our constitution our rights, our freedoms, daily being trampled upon and celebrated. They are celebrating the burning down of our our rights. Right before our eyes, it's like every time they make a new um, infringement on our personal rights, they celebrate it as progress. It's, it's just disgusting. So to get caught up in the flesh of what we're seeing, because right, there's a natural side, a fleshly side, if you will, uh, in the earth realm side of, of things. And then there's the spiritual side of things like what is God seeing from his heavenly view? How are we supposed to feel about this from from God's perspective. So sometimes we're going to have to, what, not sometime, all the time. We have to let him elevate us to a place where we are looking at it as if we were standing beside Jesus from heaven and he has his arm around us showing us what is going on. That's the only way you're going to make sense of anything because <laughs> nothing makes sense right now, my friends. Yesterday, <clears throat> I got a phone call from my father that kicked my behind into high gear. Um, For some of you, it's going to kick you into high gear because it's going to confirm some things he's already told you to do, okay? For others, he, he may have a different plan. About a month ago, the Lord had put it on my heart to go down to a... Um, uh, 
a local wholesale uh, store, uh, Sam's, you know, I just say Sam's, and get a membership. I never have had a membership there because I'm just, I don't need one, really. I mean, it's just me and my little girl and a five-pound dog. <laughs> but he put it on my heart that that's what I needed to do and that I would be going to use that store to buy uh, bulk supplies. And I'm not really a fan of stockpiling for those of you who listen to this podcast. But don't hear hear me now. I'm not against it either. If you're led to do it by the Holy Spirit. See, there is a difference between trying to save your earthly flesh by fleshly means. Okay. And then there is a difference between what if God is telling you. Okay, trying to explain this to somebody who says God doesn't speak to people is going to be impossible. If you are one of those people and you just want to listen in for your own personal entertainment, be my guest. But I hope that you are convinced by now that God speaks to his people. This is something I've been saying for years and years. And honestly, I just get worn out with those people. They'll, They'll argue with you to the day of their own demise. It reminds me of uh, of um, the mayor of the city of destruction in Pilgrim's Progress, okay? They'll sit there and they'll argue with you to the day that they are destroyed, all the while hanging on to their false beliefs. I have said for years and years that if you do not hear from God, okay, that is... You will not make it through this last hour. It is your only hope. Okay? So people who are trying to save themselves with fleshly means, stores, ammo, food, water supplies, doing all this stuff, um, uh, that's not enough to save you. God's judgment is still going to fall on you if that's his desire. You, nobody can escape the judgment of our God. When he is ready to bring judgment and he's ready to bring uh, people down to their knees, okay, because of their 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 rebellion and their stubbornness and their affront affront to his face. Trust me, all of the bottled water, ammo, and um, uh, dried goods—none of that's going to save you. He's going to get your attention one way or another. That sounds like a hard word. Oh well, you know, that's where we're at. Uh, people, it, it, it's exhausting talking to hard-headed people. Those of you out there that listen to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So hearing from God is your lifeline, being intimate with God. And I hope that I'm not a parent, but I, I, I got to say the same things all the time. Those are the things that I've been, I've been called to shout from my rooftop, okay? So... I had a, um, uh, the Lord put it on my heart to do that. And you know how we walk, we walk on this earth. Those of us who are spirit filled, those of us who do hear from the Lord, um, it is, I don't know about you, but it's always one of my biggest challenges is, is that really God? Or is that me being scared? Right? Or is that really God? Or is that me being emotional or excited or wanting something from my own heart's desires? Is it, you know, trying to sort out my own emotions from, am I really hearing from God? That's where confirmation comes in, my love. 
Confirmation is extremely important. Let it be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. God will send people your way to confirm. And many times I find he uses the same uh, uh, terminology or whatever. It's already been put in your spirit. And you'll be like, oh, that's God talking to me. Okay. Um, so it's very important. Well, I was sitting in, uh, in my bedroom yesterday and, uh, and I was praying and I said, Lord, I, I you know, this is on my heart. I'm, I'm kind of heavy with this because I keep hearing these rumors. I keep hearing these things going on out there. I'm hearing food plants burned down, chicken houses burned down, different things going on with the food supply. It's heavy on my heart, Lord, but I don't want to be caught in, in lack of faith at the same time. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is what you're telling me to do and not me doing it out of fear or foolishness, okay? Um, because here's the thing, you could you could think it's God told you to go get a whole room full of food and stock it up and then one day you have to rush out of your house and leave it all behind. I'm serious, that could happen. So it would be like, well, that was a waste. God didn't tell me to do that. God knows exactly what he has for you to do is where I'm going with this, okay? What I'm doing is not necessarily what I'm telling everybody to do. I'm telling you to seek the Lord God, ask Him what His instruction is for you. And if He says, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to hold up. I want you to wait. Then you're going to have to stay in that place of waiting <clears throat> and seeing how things are going to unfold because He has a way to provide for you otherwise, okay? If he has been tapping on your shoulder to make preparations, whether they be small, medium, or large preparations, you need to do that. Because I'm telling you, <clears throat> something's coming down the pipe. It's coming quick, y'all. So, I was praying over this and um, got up, got dressed, got do my thing, getting ready for the day. Me and, me and my little girl getting ready to do the day. And I get a phone call from my father. And he's not by any means a panicky man. He is, um, he is just, my daddy's a really interesting man. He, <laughs> he's the oldest member of our family and our branch anyways right now. He is a, he's such a patriarch. He's, he kind of reminds me of, I don't know, a mix between, uh, John Wayne and, um, I don't know how to describe him. He's just very rough around the edges. He's going to dance to the beat of his own drum. And <laughs> he just does things his own way. Uh, and he's the oldest one out there where he lives right now. He's old man Darty, you know. And he lives on his ranch out there in central Texas and raises his little cows. And... Um, he went down to the feed store yesterday, and after he went to the feed store, he called me, and he said, I could tell he was shook up. It bothered him. Who, who wouldn't be bothered by this? He went to the feed store, and he said, I need eight, eight bags of range cubes and a liquor, okay? And that eight range cubes are, for those of you who don't know what they are, they're about two to three inches long. Um, 
They're basically made out of various grains and uh, alfalfa, I think, is in them. They're really high protein. They're called cubes, but they actually should be called tubes because they're round. And they basically, if you've seen goat pellets or rabbit pellets, you know, uh, feed, they're basically those, just they're about an inch, bit. they're about an inch in diameter, okay? And that's what they feed the cows as a supplement to their grazing needs from the pasture. Um, so he goes and he said, give me, I need eight bags of range cubes and a liquor. A liquor is a mineral block that the cows lick on to get extra minerals and vitamins that they need. And the man on the loading dock at the feed store said, we're out of range cubes and we don't know when we're getting any, but I can give you some of these other, um, <clears throat> this other feed. It's a smaller version of that. You'll probably have to put it in a trough or whatnot, you know. And uh, he said, okay, give me eight bags of that, and I'm going to go in here and straighten it out with Mr. Brown. So he goes in there to talk to the man that owns the feed store, and he tells him, uh, the man from the feed store tells him that the livestock feed manufacturers are having a hard time acquiring the grains that they need, and it is like uh, they are having to hunt down to find the basic grains needed to make the feed. And when I heard that, uh, it was like everything got put on pause. I heard it. Basic grains, meaning corn, wheat, barley, basic grains. Everything that our food, our carbs in our diet is made from our breads, our chips, our uh, crackers. Uh, uh, that's a huge food group, okay? There's a shortage. That's a problem. And what is also believed is that those of you listening to the podcast, this is not news, okay? So I have to dredge through the details in order to get to the message, if you don't mind. Um, uh, this, they're trying to shut the farmers down. We've seen it. We're seeing it with our eyeballs. Uh, there, there's an attack on the American rancher right now, cattle raise, ca- cattle ranchers. Okay, they want to shut them down. They're causing them to sell out. My father has had to sell out half of his herd, and he told me that he's trying to hold on to the other half. But he said, I can't hold on to them if I can't feed them. Okay, his pastures are bad right now, bad. Um, In conversation with somebody else, uh, a lady that he knows um, who uh, was raised on a ranch out there in that area that's several thousand acres. Um, It's a generational family ranch and and her father owns it. And they've, they've farmed that ranch for who knows how long. they were in conversation and, and she told him it's going to take years for some of our pastures to recover from this. This isn't something that's going to be fixed in two or three good rains. Um, <clears throat> it's a major crisis. It's a mega drought, y'all. Uh, Gen 6 Productions. I highly recommend, please, don't, don't throw this off. Don't fluff this off. If knowledge is power, 
okay? Knowledge is power. Um, that to use a, a worldly phrase, knowledge is power. Okay, that's basic wisdom. Uh, knowledge of this Bible, knowledge of our God, uh, knowledge that the Holy Spirit is leading you to in this hour. There may be a reason why the Holy Spirit is telling you, go and study this subject. But some of you are stubborn and you've been listening to this podcast and you've been getting all this stuff you know, hearing me speak, but a lot of you that listen still yet do not go and do your own private uh, learning and studying. I, I, I pray that that convicts you and that you do that. Don't be lackadaisical. Now is not the hour for that. But I want to recommend Gen 6 Productions. Go to G-E-N-S-I-X.com, Gen6.com. And go and start watching some of their wonderfully made documentaries. Um, they are blowing the lid off of um, so many of these of these uh, wicked plans of the enemy that that they are they are trying to uh, do these things on humanity. Please go and look this up. But they have one called Mega Drought. I've yet to see it. Uh, plan to see it sometime this week, but. Uh, catch the um, uh, that series about the giants. They have a series on there <clears throat> about the giants um, and how that plays into modern times and how all of that works together. Okay, they're they're tying ancient history and ancient uh, technology of the fallen ones to modern day times. They tie it all in. Okay, it gives you a broad overview of, of what is going on today and the agendas and what they're trying to push. Basically, we're witnessing the meltdown uh, of, the, of the world. Uh, we are in revelations. Okay, so my father, anyways, tells me this. And I told him, I said, I was just praying this morning that the Lord would would prompt me that he would that he would confirm some things and I basically told the Lord I I, I don't know what to do unless you tell me directly what to do I'm just a little Indian <laughs> right do you feel like that do you feel like you're just a little Indian in the tribe and and sometimes we need that we need God to just boom just put it in our face and boy did he and when I heard they're out of basic grains for my dad's cows, I was like, wow. I mean, this is a serious problem. Um, and I got myself in gear and I did what I needed to do. And I started doing that. And I know what the Lord has called me to do is to um, begin to begin to purchase the things that need to be purchased and go and do those things and do it quickly. I feel an urgency on me. I'm sharing what I feel, okay? Maybe this will serve as a confirmation for you. But what you need to do, what you do, okay, what you need to get done, you need to do it quickly. And you need to get it done. And don't hesitate. And you need to put all of your energy towards it, which is exactly what I know he's telling me to do, until he says enough, okay? Because you don't want to over buy because that's a waste and you don't want to under buy that could be detrimental only God knows exactly what our needs are because here's the thing many of us are going to be um, 
feeding many others. Okay, not everybody has the resources to do that, but some of us do because the Lord has done it in our lives and, and he knows uh, how he's going to use each and every one of us. And some of us um, are going to be required to do other things and because he's going to move you. That's just as plain as I can put it. Some of you, he say, no, I don't need you to stockpile up two or three years of food. Or I don't need you to do that. I don't need you to whatever. I just need you to stand still and wait on me. Because some of you, he's going to move you suddenly. And you'll go back to this podcast one day. And you'll know that I was telling you the truth. I've had another uh, uh, frustration there in that. (laughs) Does anybody understand how it feels to be surrounded by Um, Maybe it's your family, maybe it's friends, maybe it's whatever, who you've been telling you, you've been telling them stuff for years now and they've dismissed you. Um, And then now they're starting to uh, echo all the things you've been saying and now they're pretending like they knew it all along, like it's some kind of new thing in Revelation. It'll drive you nuts being surrounded by people like that. That's why you need to pray that God brings like-minded people into your life that will support you and that believe you when you say that you're hearing from the Lord. Many times in my walk over uh, the last many years of my life, I was hearing from the Lord and even in myself was doubting it. Like, I don't know if this is the Lord or not, but I've got to make sure and I've got to do this. And then only to come out, find out later, oh, I'm so glad that I did that. Okay. Um, and then see how it perfectly plays in to what God knew was coming. Okay, that has happened to me on more occasions than I can count. So, stay with me. I'm not done. Um, So, I feel like the Lord is telling His people to prepare in whatever way for what is coming quickly. Um, I don't know when, how, how big. I don't know. Uh, Something in me tells me it's coming very soon, like either in the fall or late December or at least by late winter. And I don't know what next year is going to look like. Okay. Um, it's almost like we're seeing the meltdown of America, Venezuela style, which brings me to another subject is money. Okay. Um, money doesn't grow on trees, y'all. And most people in today's America only have enough to make it through six weeks if they lost their jobs today, okay? According to statistics, right? Um, so that means that God must, God is going to provide one way or another, okay? But money is not going to save us. It's not money, okay? It's <clears throat> waiting on the Lord, okay? And walking in a supernatural way, that is what is going to cause the manifestations of your needs in this last hour. Okay? That's what it, all of us, I don't care if you have a half a million dollars sitting in your bank account. I don't care if you're a millionaire right now. If you look back on the history of Venezuela, 
Um, did you know the money, their money just turned into nothing but paper? And, and actually, I saw um, a couple of years ago, it was a meme or of some kind. It was a meme or, or an, I don't know if it was an article where it was in this little gift shop. You could go in there and you could buy these origami um, little um, things that have been made origami style out of the old money from Venezuela, out of the money that just a few years ago was worth something it was they had a very strong economy okay very strong economy and then they were taken over there uh, <clears throat> they were taken over by another regime we all know the history <laughs> probably artificially installed okay next thing you know there was this collapse and now they're uh, like a third world country now okay so don't put your hope in your money okay we, we saw the crash of 29 in this country, but put your hope in God, okay? I am, myself am in a situation where, <clears throat> you know, a few podcasts ago I gave testimony of some of the amazing things God was doing in leading me and my family into a beautiful piece of land, but I have since come across some title challenges with that property and I'm having to wait it out and I'm having to trust the Lord, um, so, um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where, I mean, my life is like right now, I'm like, Lord, I need to be out there right now. Like I need to be there yesterday, but I've got to trust the Lord. That is what you are going to have to do. Loved one. You are going to have to trust the Lord. You're going to have to give up worrying about the things you can't control. Throw your hands up in the air, surrender and say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to come together for me. I don't know what we're going to do, but you know my days. You know the number of my days, and you have everything planned out. Help me to trust you. Give me the gift of faith. That's where we're at. People who are not willing to surrender to the Lord in every way are not going to make it. People who just have Bible knowledge dried Bible knowledge. Oh, I said it like that. I turned your apple cord over. Get mad if you want to. But if all your whole supposed walk with God is just based on knowledge of the Bible and memorizing scriptures and knowing doctrines of man, I'm sorry to tell you, I've been telling you for a long time, that's not going to do it. It's a walk of spirit and life. Okay? That the word uh, is written on your on the tablets of your heart. That's the only way. And here I go. I'm going to read out of um, 1 Kings 17, starting at verse 10. Uh, the woman with the, the, the meal barrel. Okay? Going to read about that. That's the way we're going to have to walk, brothers and sisters. That is the way we're going to have to walk. All of us. Okay, whether you have resources or you don't have resources, everybody's going to every every believer in all walks of society has a different challenge of faith. Okay, so I'm going to start in verse 10 and I'm going to read all the way through. Okay, so just here it is. So he arose. Okay, and went to Zerub. 
Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering, there gathering sticks, gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And in other words, that was it. There was no more after that. That's all I have, Elijah. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make, <clears throat> make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And that's something. I love that. I remember that Bible story. And I remember uh, we had a set of Bible story books when I was a little girl. And my mother would read to me out of those Bible story books. And I remember that was one of my favorite stories in there. Isn't that interesting that as a little girl, that was one of my favorite stories? And I remember the picture was so colorful. And it was a, a beautifully done um, books. And I don't know if y'all remember those. Remember those old blue um, <clears throat> Bible story books? And you would see them in doctor's offices. You would see the first edition. And then the inside cover said if you wanted to order a set of these, you could contact and order them. You had to order everything through the mail back then. But we had those that collection. And I have them too to this day. But um, that was one of my favorite stories. The lady with the meal barrel. And how God provided for her. The widow woman he provided God has something about his widows he loves his widow woman women <laughs> I'm one of his widow women and um, he takes care of us doesn't he the widows and the orphans and um, the prophets of God amen so um, we're gonna have to walk like that widow woman whether you're really a, a real widow woman, I am, <laughs> or your your figurative widow woman, all you widow women out there, heads up, okay? You're gonna have to get that kind of faith that when you got one more handful of meal, one more hand, one more little bit of oil, you're gonna have to say, "My God is able to multiply it," and I'm gonna, I believe this. I believe that God's people are going to do great exploits. We forget. Do we forget the miracles of God? Okay. Think about the greatest thing you've ever seen God do with your eye in your life. Or maybe you say, Heather, I haven't seen anything like that. I'm desperate. I'm reaching out for a rope here. 
Hey, I got lots of ropes. I saw a blind man healed. My husband. Okay? Think of the greatest thing you've seen God do. We have to go back and remind ourselves of what God has already done and say, if he could do that, he could surely do this. Okay? Because I have a funny feeling, uh, precious loved ones, that in the season that's coming, oh goodness, it's going to get interesting and good. In the season that's coming, we're about to see God do things greater than we've ever seen him do. Okay? I'm talking like, yeah, there's going to be some shortages. There's going to be some scary things. I think we're fixing to see the grocery stores empty out uh, 2020 style like it was during the quarantine. Uh, 2021 style in Texas like when that um, storm came through, that snowstorm shut down our power grid. I believe in uh, weather tampering. Okay, it's just time to stop sugarcoating things. Um, I I tend to try to keep this podcast a little more mild on some of the things that I talk about because I don't know who I'm talking to out there, but I I believe in some some, uh, huge uh, tampering and that they have technology that, um, that is from the fallen angels that they're using to bring on the great tribulation that God knew it would come okay Um, I don't believe what happened in 2021 in Texas was by any means a natural occurrence Um, because we had a test run just a few weeks before that it's just it was a really nice big fat snow and then we had a gigantic snow that shut down the whole power grid and the grocery stores emptied out and I want to tell you That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. If you want to see humanity in a meltdown, humanity, uh, most of them don't have any faith. All they're thinking about is their tummies, okay? That's all they're thinking about. And um, these people, when it comes down to it, you're going to find the ugliest side of humanity. You think what you've seen is ugly now? You wait till you see what's coming. And... um, I have to just speak the truth of what I hear from the Lord. Um, I hesitate to say this, and I've got to speak the truth. I've got to speak the truth. Those of you who have been following my podcast, um, I've been doing this for two years, but I've been speaking the things the Lord has told me to say for many years, okay? Um, early in January, in January of uh, 2020. And I've given, I've told y'all this before. The Lord told me in 2019 through a vision that, which I've shared many times, that he told me that not even a supernatural miracle would turn these people's hearts back to me. The only thing they will understand now is my judgment. And um, I've shared that many times. I'm not going to share it again today. If you want to hear it, uh, go back in my podcast and and go find it. It's in there. Um, uh, A voice crying out. That's where you need to hear that story. That's on that podcast, the voice crying out. But I know what's coming. And I know that there will be 
parts of this country sometime in the future I'm not saying it's coming this fall I'm not saying it's I'm I'm just saying at some point um, there'll be parts of this country that look like a third world nation I don't personally think it's going to be every part of America okay I think there's going to be holdout places mostly probably in the south okay in the Midwest but um, there'll be parts of this country where you're going to see people eating their pets you're going to see people eating cats and dogs. They're going to be so hungry. And there's going to be violence and t- terror like they've never seen in those regions. Where they thought that they could mock God. That they could shake their fists. That they could cuss and say all manner of blasphemous things. Okay. Um, they're going to be brought down to their knees in a way like we've never seen. And some of this stuff that we've read in this Bible where there has been judgment, okay, it's going to look like that. And it gets rough in this Bible. It gets really bad. And that's all I'm going to say. And you know where that's at in the Bible. There are places where uh, God brought his judgment and it was nothing to play with. But it's to the point where... America thought they could be the largest exporter of child pornography, filth, all kinds of pornography has become the norm. Like ladies, single ladies, if you can find a man today that doesn't regularly watch porn or hasn't regularly watched porn or been a porn addict in the past or whatnot, you know, that, you know, there was a statistic told to me, statistics are kind of, you know, a joke, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, we've all heard them, how accurate they are, I don't know, but somebody's told me of a statistic done on uh, pastors and that, in a uh, statistic uh, that that they admitted that 70% of them admit to watching porn regularly. It has become a real problem, okay? Like, because of the iPhone, okay? This is a problem. It has, um, we have been uh, misted and sprayed with filth, where it's down in the fabric of our culture. We stink like pigs, this culture does. We consume and eat and gobble and wallow around in our own feces as a country. And God has had enough. And you heard me say that back in 2020, okay? It's going to get bad. Now, don't turn me off now. Don't don't feel like, you know, uh, don't turn me off. Hear me out. There's encouragement for God's people. Because the Lord also told me years ago, it's somewhere in 16. Um, it was right before my husband passed away that in this last hour, the darkness would be very dark. But the lights would be fewer, but they would be very, very blindingly bright indeed. I'm talking like bright like lighthouses shining in the dark, okay? Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. The Lord thy God goes before you, loved one. 
He is going to make preparation. He is going to line all things up according to his will and purpose. Okay? Be in faith. For those people who have been depending on their own fleshly uh, means and that they just didn't want to go very deep with God. They just wanted to keep that shallow kind of just emotional kind of walk with God. Uh, You've been called for years to come out of that, to strengthen yourself and fortify yourself in the true word of God and the true nature of God, to delve into this word, know him, know how he sounds. Don't be deceived by false prophets. Okay, those false prophets in Jeremiah, go and read how they sounded, what they were saying to the people. Okay, don't be deceived by that. But, but when you get and you delve down into the nature of God, how he sounds, how does he respond in certain situations? What kind of things make him angry? Um, what kind of things make him happy? Um, you start doing that in this Bible. You really start knowing the heart of God and drawing close to him. And then he starts to talk to you. Okay? And he starts, you know how he talks to you. My sheep hear my voice and another they will not follow. Okay? You know how he talks to you. Okay? I'm talking walking in that kind of intimacy. God is going to, um, he's going to, to, to take care of you according to your obedience. Now, I told you at the beginning of this year, if you will recall, okay, in vanilla Christianity, plain vanilla Christianity, go back and listen to it, okay? Um, This is the year of obedience. Obedience is highlighted and bolded this year. Well, some smart aleck out there listen to my podcast. Every year is the year of obedience, Heather. Well, yeah, every year is the year of obedience, okay? I'm talking about this is the year God told me that you don't want to miss him, okay? Uh, there is always grace for us, but there's not a lot of wiggle room this year on your disobedience, okay? In other words, if God has told you to do a thing, you better get it done. Okay, you better get it done because you'll pay a high price for, for your disobedience. In other words, he's saying, follow my instruction this year, children. Whatever I tell you to do, if I tell you to buy the land, buy the land. Don't hesitate. If I tell you, okay, quit the job move across the country you better do it if i tell you go down to sam's and stock up on dried beans rice and other provisions you better do it this is not the year to be a stubborn jackass with god do you hear that is that plain do i need to make it how can i make it any plainer Okay, because if you don't do what God tells you to do this year, where in past times, okay, uh, God long suffer with you. Okay, she still didn't do what I said, or he didn't do, you know, I'm trying to, you know, God is t- trying to, okay, get, he's trying to give you that grace. Come, honey, to come do what you're told. C- come do what, listen, listen to Father. Come to, you know, 
Well, this year is not the year for that. You're not going to be able to be a little disobedient toddler out there. You better get it done. You're required to be mature. Okay? And if you're saying right now, well, I don't know what he's telling me to do. Push the plate away. Drop your food, even your necessary food. Okay? Go on a water fast. Okay? Shut everyone out. I don't care who they are. Friends, family. Okay, the TV, the phone, shut it all off. Go into a fast until you hear from God. This is the year we have to hear. We have to hear his instruction. His instruction is our lifeline. Okay, what did he tell the people when they went into the promised land? He said to be obedient. Okay, obedience was a big deal. Okay. So we have the woman at the mill with the meal barrel. God provided, and that meal barrel never ran out. That oil never ran out. Okay, hallelujah. Uh, I want to end this with a quick story that I heard, and I always remembered this story all my life. My dad told this story. I'm not sure where he heard it. I'm not sure where it originated from, but I believe it. I believe it actually took place. Because I have seen the creative, miracle-working power of our God in my life. Some of you have too, okay? So I believe that it actually happened. Um, But in the very least, he is more than able to make this happen. This story I'm about to share with you. Um, There was a mother, okay? Um, And she had some little children. I don't know how many, and it was during the Great Depression, and they were, uh, uh, she was a single mother, I don't know if she was a widow or whatnot, but they were very much struggling um, to eat, and um, she had one chicken, and uh, this chicken, she she put it in the oven, very much like the woman, the widow in uh, 1 Kings 17, um, she put it in the oven to cook it, and she was a God-fearing, believing mama. And uh, after that, she didn't, that was all she had. She didn't know what she was going to do after they ate that chicken. It was their last chicken. Maybe they went out, and I imagine that maybe they went out, and she maybe had a young boy, 12-year-old boy, and sent him out there and said, Son, go out there and butcher that chicken. That chicken was scraggly running across the yard, and it was their last little scraggly chicken. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm embellishing this story to make it more interesting. But... um, So he goes and and he gets the chicken and he puts it on the block and cuts its head off and plucks the feathers and guts it and does all this stuff. And mama cooks the chicken, okay? That's the last they have. They don't have anything else after that. She don't know what she's going to do, okay? Um, The children eat the chicken that night. And um, I imagine these cute little kids sitting around this old table in a farmhouse somewhere and you know, cute little girl, cute little boy, maybe a couple of older ones, you know. And um, this God-fearing woman starts praying to the Lord and the next day, and the Lord answers her prayer, okay? And he tells her to take the bones from that chicken 
and to put them back. This is now this is where it gets real. I'm not embellishing this. This story was told to me growing up. And uh he told her to put the bones on the um on the pan and put it back in the oven, turn the oven on. And uh she does so under the obedience of the Lord. How many of you know God's going to tell you sometime to do some things that oh, just don't make any sense, but you better do it if he said it. And she put the chicken bones back in the oven. And and lo and behold, she pulls that pan out at whatever appointed time. And there's chicken on the chicken bones. There's the chicken. It's all renewed. And the story goes that she did this for quite a while. Um, that she did this for quite a while. And uh, I don't know if it was how, I don't know, however, however many weeks until one night the children started complaining that, that mama, that they were tired of eating chicken. <laughs> they were tired of eating chicken. So however long she did it, it was long enough that those little ones got, got, up, got tired of eating the chicken. But do you realize what kind of a miracle, um, that would have been, okay? I would love to track down the roots of that story. I wished I knew where it came from, but I always believed it. I was told stories like that growing up. Um, It's a sad thing that there's so many people in the world today that have never encountered the miracle-working, delivering, a manifesting, creative, miracle-working power of our great and mighty God. Naturally, in the secular community, they are never going to believe a story like that. They're always going to resort to their natural understanding. But sadly, most of the church today, of the professed church, that is, still doesn't believe in that kind of miracle working power and the unfortunate thing is it's only that kind of miracle working power and believing on God that he is that powerful that will be our deliverance during these up and coming scary times now it's time to work the muscles of your faith without faith it is impossible to please God He is not going to allow people who are under the judgment of God to save themselves from his impending judgment on their lives that is designed to bring them to their knees that their souls might be saved. He is not going to allow those people to save themselves by their fleshly means. Something to think on. He is not playing. And um, with that, I'm going to leave you uh, to think on these things, to pray on these things, and to pray about what is God instructing you to do, my love. I love you as one of my podcast family members. I love you so dearly. I am thankful that God has connected you to me. Even if you get mad and yell at the speaker sometimes, even uh, if you get aggravated with me, I don't really care as long as I am able to hold my head up high in front of the Lord and say, I gave it my all. I told them what I knew was on my spirit right to say, Lord God. 
that is all that matters to me because at the end of the day, he's the only one that I have to answer to. And boy, do I ever have to answer to him if I don't do what he tells me to do. So please consider the things I've told you today, the things I shared about my father and the cattle, the livestock feed situation. Um, Please consider uh, the fact that uh, uh, we are going to have to walk like the woman with the meal barrel. Um, we are going to have to, for those Calvinists that slip up and sneak off and walk, listen to my podcast at night. Um, <laughs> I do. I do believe that there is somebody who is a heavily reformed theology Christian that is fascinated with my podcast. And there may be several of them that listen <laughs> Yeah, I do. And I love you too. And I hope that you would consider uh, the things that's in this beautiful word, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a miracle-working, powerful God, and He speaks to His people, and that He has uh, He has given us many gifts, and many of those gifts are going to sustain us through this last hour, including prophecy, including gifts of healing, because as you know, okay, our um, uh, mainstream medical complex has failed us. So you're going to have to know somebody that has a gift of healing that may be in a situation where you need prayer. You need a miracle from God because you can't go to the hospital because they're going to try to inject you with that Fauci juice. Okay, I'm serious. We are in those times right now. Okay. Oh, gracious. Well, I hope you got something good out of this. I love each and every one of you. And no matter how bad it gets out there, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's coming around the corner or what happens at the grocery store, you have yourself a lovely day anyways because you chose to walk in the obedience of your God.